All right, everyone. Hope you brought your geek because it's time to get it on. Aloha, triathletes. Welcome to Get Your Geek On, a podcast designed to get y'all geeked up about the sport triathlon, whether you're an Ironman veteran or just thinking about doing your first sprint try. Brad, so if you're willing to sacrifice for something that's greater than you, you've come to the right place. I am the Iron Kahuna, podcasting from the OC, Orange County, California, in Tri-Geek Dreams International Labs. And this is Iron Will, coming to you from just outside the Windy City, from the Through the Wall World Headquarters. Iron Will, how are you doing today? I'm not loving the zero freaking degrees. It is <laughs> right here. What the hell? I go away for a weekend and they come back to Antarctica. It's zero Man, degrees? It's totally zero, like zero degrees, yeah. When I woke up this morning, it was like negative two. It's going to be about what? 70 degrees. Warm. Oh, man. That's not even right. First of all, let's tell our people we have this jam-packed great show. So um, we've got uh, just, just great guests, uh, features, um, everything else. So hang with us. But uh, we got to first talk about your trip to um, California. Yeah, I finally got to California. It was and, an awesome time. And what did you do? What did you do um, in California? Um, oh boy, gosh, where to begin? Um, well, or why did you come out here first? Of all? <laughs> uh, well, we came out there for the uh, tail end of the Floyd Landis Power Camp, um, sponsored by uh, Cyclops, and BMC brought us out there, and. Um, it was just like the most amazing time because it was like our own little training camp. We got there for the closing ceremonies of the um, power clinic and then the rest of the weekend, basically everybody kind of hung around and, and put together this awesome thing for us um, where we got to ride up the, ride in and out of the canyons that they'd ridden in and out of all week. And, uh, you know, we got to hang out with Floyd Landis for a while and um, Melanie McQuaid and, Tyler Stewart, um, who was uh, now pro, but she was just voted, uh, not voted, I guess, uh, elected or one. appointed. Yeah, one. There we go. Um, to amateur triathlete of the year by Inside Tri. And, uh, geez, Will Smith, all these pro triathletes. Um, and, uh, you know, we kind of got their uh, their focus. Jimmy Archer, who's the web editor for Inside Try and also pro triathlete. Um, so we had all this uh, okay. knowledge around us the whole weekend. It was awesome. Okay, let me ask you a couple questions. One, um, how's my girlfriend? She is the probably one of the coolest people just in the world. Um, between uh, she and Jesse Stenzlin, who I finally got to meet, who is amazing. Um, I was just Oh, she's just the coolest person. She's great. And she said to tell you that you're like a monumental loser for not coming an hour <laughs> to come and hang out with us. This is Melanie McQuaid. Well, you know, yeah. it's funny. She, you know, she invited me down there, and um, that's the first invite I got. I mean, you know, oh, well, we totally still, told you to come out. You, you know, no, no invite. Oh, yeah, no, whatever. We're like, you invite. gotta come out. Uh, it's an hour and a half anyway. Um, oh, whatever. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Melanie doesn't realize when you have uh, four kids, a wife. Uh, it's not like you can't just like pick up and leave a lot of times. Um, so okay, so it, you you came into California. It's the first time you set foot on uh, the Golden State soil. Yeah. And um, you were awed by the um, coconut trees all around. 
Yes. Yeah, I didn't know. I mean, I just saw these, like, enormous palm trees. Well, first flying in, I got to see the mountains from the plane, but they were, like, really teeny. This, I mean, that was cool. Um, and then I got to see these huge palm trees when we started to fly in, and I was like, oh, my God, these are, like, the size of houses. And so I'm all searching for the coconuts, you know, where to see where they're growing from. And then I couldn't find them, and then we got on the ground. Now I'm all looking up the whole time we're there. Anytime we're around palm trees, I'm looking up. And finally, like, on Sunday, somebody asked, what are you doing? <laughs> and I said, I'm looking for the coconuts. Where the I mean, are they, not, are, they, are they not in season? You know, do they grow at just certain times of the year? And they just like totally busted up laughing and said, oh, <laughs> different kind of tree. <laughs> like, oh, man. But uh, I didn't know. But you watching anyway. too many shows of Gilligan's Island. <laughs> I know. Your, your uh, voicemail you left on my cell phone totally cracked me up. Like, what do you think? Is it Gilligan's Island or something? <laughs> And, and what else do you, you like? Do you like the hills of um, Southern, oh, Southern California? My God! Well, you can read on my saga mini series. I'm writing about it on my blog. <laughs> I've never seen hills like that. You know, Wisconsin. Yeah, those are hills, but geez, these are insane, like miles long climbing that uh, we were doing out there. There's no flat anything. Nothing is flat in Southern California. In Southern uh, California, I couldn't believe it. But uh, it's just like up and up and up, and then you have you know, two feet where you can kick a breath and it's up and up and up and then you descend straight to hell and then you climb straight <laughs> up to God. It's like insanity. And this winding, we went up this winding um, uh, peak, I guess, I don't know. And we had the whole left-hand side of the road was nothing but the tops of tangerine trees. And uh, they're like monkeys or something in the avocado trees to my right. They're like pitching... Um, avocados at us or something because I couldn't believe they were just falling with such weight behind them. There had to be stuff up there just pitching it out at us. Like, God. It's like the Wizard of Oz. They're really, they're alive. Yeah. <laughs> they really are monkeys, huh? <laughs> yeah, it was craziness. But yeah, totally like, um, I think 5% in, 5% grade, 5 to 6% grade was like uh, the average of the first 20 mile ride we did with nothing flat. It was just like up, down, up, down, up, down. And uh, the next day was um, between, I think he said it averaged out to be about 7.5% grade and uh, some 10% grade nastiness up there. So, yeah, holy crap. Not the thing to do um, if you haven't been on a bike in four months and uh, you're on a brand new time trial <laughs> in a tw- in a in 1125 setup. <sighs> yeah, tell me about your $9,000 bike, how that, how that works. Oh, my goodness. It's, oh. There are no words. <laughs> <laughs> that bike is just fierce. It's ridiculous how beautiful that thing is. And it's perfectly fit and just, oh, I don't know, everything's carbon. Everything's uh, shiny and red. And <laughs> what, is it, what does it weigh? Yeah. Uh, I, think, I think they said it didn't weigh 20 pounds. And how was, did you, um, were able to use your power caps yet? Yes, those things are amazing because um, when you're – actually, it gave me, like, a whole lot of confidence when I was completely sucking all the way up those hills um, where I felt like I wasn't making any progress or doing anything. You know, you look down and you're pushing 200 watts and you're just like, oh, you know, okay, right. I am working. I right. am, like – I'm not a little, you know, seven-month-old baby up here. Actually, I'm putting out some power and doing some work and mm-hmm. so that uh pulled me out of the depths of despair on on quite a few occasions oh we totally got blown away by 
sometimes life gets so ironic. Um, we, uh, and it wasn't just me, I found out later, but um, I'm completely barely, you know, staying vertical, going up this ridiculous incline. Uh-huh. And uh, the men's pro cycling national championship team in all of their matching uniforms <laughs> comes <laughs> comes like freight training around the corner at this ridiculous 10% grade incline and they're all out of their saddles and they're all just like hey what's up and they're having conversations and and I'm over here going uh and uh had gotten off my bike by that point and just like was leaning against the canyon wall just kind of going oh my freaking god what am I doing and uh just like now you know when when you're going up a hill you actually want to put it on the small chain Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> Melanie Mc... I wrote about this, too. This, um, yeah, she she came back and was looking... Um, well, I, well, you're going to ask me a question. Go ahead and ask me. No, go ahead. You oh. tell the story. This um, well, she... Uh, I had gotten dropped, like... Like, like absolutely dropped, and they were good. They had to be 20 minutes ahead of me or something like that. Everybody else, and uh, I just got to the point where it's just like every every turn I went, there was like more of a climb. I'm like, you got to be kidding me! So it got really discouraging after a little while, and uh, I was like, man, I I, got, I can't do it. I got to stop for a minute. This is ridiculous. So I finally got off my bike, and the pro cycling team blew by, and I was just like, oh, completely feeling like crap, and. Um, you know, had made some decisions for myself, like, you know, you, you can only give what you got for the day, and this is all I got for the day, and I'm not going to beat myself up about it, and, you know, I got four months um, to get my, uh, I, I haven't been on the bike for four months, and I have three more months to get my act together for wildfire, and then I'll be fine, and I'll do it, and, you know, blah, 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 positive, happy self-talk, and uh, as soon as I decided that, who comes floating down the mountain, but um, Melanie McQuaid, and uh, she's all, hey, you know, what's going on? And you okay? And how you doing? And so I totally lost it. And I started crying in front of the world champion. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, this could not suck more crying in front of the, ex- not even just the world champion, but the freaking Xterra world champion. Three times. Yeah, three times. Like, oh, this is not a person to cry in front of of all the things. And um, so I'm trying to turn away a little bit and keep my together and um, saying, you know, getting dropped sucks. I hate this. And I can't believe how fast you lose your endurance. And, you know, oh. And uh, she says, well, you know, hey, um, take it out of your 53, why don't you? And I was like, what? (laughs) She's like, yeah, that might make your life a little easier. So I had ridden up this insane incline in my big ring, which made life... just impossible and uh i was like oh you gotta be kidding me why can't i learn anything easily oh and so but then i felt better because this was like hey i rode all the way up here in half nine gear <laughs> and then it turned out you know it was just like one more bend and we were we had i everybody had waited like all the pros and everybody was up there and then race athlete people were you know a couple more feet ahead and because uh, there was like yet one more little tiny climb I mean, I was kind of a, it was a, it was a pain of a hill, but um, they were all pretty much right in that vicinity, and uh, so I was almost there, or they had come, I think they had come back, but I didn't get as dropped as bad as I thought I did, and, <laughs> and it was like this. <laughs> I'll never forget that. That was the lesson of the weekend, man. Take it out of your fifty-three, quit making it harder than it has to be. Uh, so funny. yeah, that rhymes. I know that's my that's my little uh, mon- that was my mantra for the rest of the weekend. Like, don't make it, don't make it worse than it needs to be. Well, but, guess, uh, guess, uh, guess what happened to me? Oh, what happened to you? 
Well, uh, a Lieutenant Spencer Baker has gotten me um, a tour on an aircraft carrier. Oh, the um, USS Ronald Reagan, right? Uh, <laughs> that's pretty funny. No, I, uh, I don't know which one it is, but it's going to be. Um, it's going to be. Uh, when I, there's going to be an aircraft carrier coming into uh, San Diego, uh, March nice. 10th and 11th uh, are the tour dates, and he got me all all set up. I'm going to take my family down there, and uh, very nice. And for those of you who um, don't remember, uh, Lieutenant Baker is a triathlete aboard the USS Theodore Roosevelt. Uh, somewhere in the mid-Atlantic, I think, right now. And uh, so he does training on, on board and does triathlons. And uh, so uh, he got, he's got me all hooked up. So i got to give a shout-out to him. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. So that's is, is your wife going to let you take your podcasting stuff on, <laughs> on board with I you? I doubt it. <laughs> uh, I, may, I may speak uh, covertly into a microphone or something. Like that, so. Yeah, because that wouldn't be a bad thing to do on top of a USS, you know, yeah. aircraft carrier or anything. Yeah, I don't know if they like recording devices and people talking into microphones on there, so probably yeah, probably Maybe leave not it all so much. At, it all at home. But that'll be a that'll be a thrill, total, total thrill. <laughs> and uh, nice. we we have um, but this is <clears throat> we're recording on uh, Super Bowl Sunday, and uh, we got Wildflower in. Did you say 11 weeks? Okay. Yeah, it's like 11 weeks. Oh, dear. And Super Bowl is like insanity around here right now because um, I'm about, you know, probably just almost two hours outside of Chicago and about three hours um, outside of Indianapolis. Yeah. And so it's like fever pitch over here. I bet. They said uh, Tony Dungy, the, uh, co- the Colts um, coach, said we should just play it in Fort Wayne. Which I guess is yeah. exactly halfway between. <laughs> yeah, them. it's right in the middle there. Uh, so, see the by Fort Wayne. Uh, about so. an uh, probably about an hour or so from uh-huh. there, forty-five minutes maybe. And how far from Indianapolis? About three hours. <laughs> where were you five minutes ago? <laughs> when I said where I live, it's like just about two hours outside of Chicago and just about three hours outside of Indianapolis. Oh, you, did you say three hours outside? Of? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. You can edit this part so you don't sound like you don't <laughs> listen. <laughs> What? <laughs> even uh, showing warts and all. Um, okay, so tell me about your Southern California. Oh, we already did that. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, so what? You, so wildflower. So you, there are some hills there. Yes, there are. Um, and you know what? It, the big hills are. Uh, I mean, there's some really big biking hills, but there's uh, they're running. It's just. Cool crazy the hills so uh, yeah it was it was definitely uh definitely something (laughs) (laughs) we went running too the running wasn't so bad Uh, melanie took us on a run on sunday morning and uh and that's that was nice you know but there there's some decent uh climbing up there I, i don't know for some reason running up hills and stuff i don't know that's uh that doesn't sound as scary as as biking up you know, cliff walls, <laughs> like, like in the, right. um, in the canyons, but, uh, the descents were scary, I gotta tell you, because they were very winding and switchback and mm-hmm. all that stuff, and, uh, yeah, it was, I was kind of scared in a couple places, but, because you just keep going down and down and down and down mm-hmm. and down, it was now, awesome, though. Now, imagine this Xterra being on those trails up in those mountains, on these oh. teeny little trails, and going down and, 
Um, it's uh, it's just cr- it's crazy. Um, of course, I didn't stay on the trail, but um, <laughs> cr- now did um did our friend uh, simply stew? Did he um um what is, what is it? Spontaneous combust uh, with all the excitement out there. He must <laughs> <laughs> he you know, he peeked out of his mind. Oh, he was so excited, and you know, he just kind of radiates energy wherever he right. goes. And so, um, yeah, it, it, it was hilarious because uh, he and Boulder started the smackage and uh, going back and forth the whole weekend. Was right. Like, I'm going to be, you know, I don't care how it is as long as it's one second faster than you. And um, <laughs> it was just the coolest. Um, it, it was really a cool time. The best part of the whole weekend um, was getting to know. Um, I mean, I already knew Stu and Boulder, um, but, you know, obviously every time, you know, you hang out with somebody, you get to know them a little bit more, and um, and then getting to know Michelle, because uh, I got to room with her, and right. um, it was just an awesome experience just to be able to hang out with everybody and ride with everybody and um, hang out with these pros who were just totally normal, you know, like your friends kind of people, and right. um, the coolest thing um, about, you know, on that tier of it all was uh, our sponsors are very much like um just people just hanging out with them and mm-hmm. they wanted to go they went riding with us and totally took care of us and gave us this big royal treatment put us the front table at the closing ceremonies with uh, floyd landis sat with us like two seats away and um you know cyclops took care of uh, those sorts of things and then bmc and took care of um you know getting our bikes all put together and uh they just they wouldn't pay for anything. They just were awesome. And even with, like, advice, when I totally had these meltdowns of I suck because I got dropped and everything, Scott gave me, Scott from MC gave me, like, the best advice. He's like, you know what? You, you, the most important thing is knowing your limits. And uh, even Floyd, um, you know, the most important thing he has to do for his job is to know what he can and can't do for the day mm-hmm. and be able to communicate that to his team and um so it, you can't do anything until you know that and he, you know he really made me feel a lot better so they're they're definitely more than just it's it's not like this business sort of setup i mean they're they're really they're really part of the team out there and i just the whole experience of the whole weekend was just very um uh i don't know no going to set the set the pace for the year I think but it was it's awesome a, it, it's um people don't realize this but it's like it would be like um oh if uh Peyton if you went out to a weekend with Peyton Manning and, and you got to um access um his coach and his nutritionist and his and he sits at the table with you I mean it, it's just it's really remarkable that uh, that you guys are able to do that oh yeah that was a that was the neatest thing is like um I got to ride with Melanie McQuaid for 45 minutes, and she's just like totally. Here's this three-time world champion, and she's joking around, and you know, she cusses like anybody else, and um, you know, just I don't know. I, I think sometimes we maybe put these people on these huge pedestals, and uh, and everything. And then you meet them, and they're they're just down to earth, normal, cool people. Right. So. Right. Well. Uh, Sounds like a great time. We'll, we'll have a good time on um, in our RV caravan up to. Oh Wild yeah, Cloud. I think we're I think we're up to four and over a hundred people so far. <laughs> I know four RVs I think, and uh, and over a hundred people have said that they're going to be there and we're at, be in our vicinity of uh, camp there. You know who's uh, coming out is Colo. 
or uh, yes, so I know we keep picking that. up these people. Um, Tim uh, Choha from Colorado Multisport is going to come out. We're going to have a lot of pros hanging around us. <laughs> it's going to be quite the party. Yeah, they're going to be. Um, yeah, that's the right terminology. They'll be hanging around us. We won't be hanging around. Them. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to wear our um, Get Your Geek On uh, podcast shirts out there. Yes, we will have to do that because yeah. we have to do a show from th- – that has to happen. Yeah, you know we, it has to will. happen. It'll be good. It'll be good. Get okay. to do in there. So. Well, why don't we go to um, right here, right now, um, Tri Boomer's report on um, what's going on in the world of, of triathlon. Okay. Let's, let's uh, see what's going on. Welcome to the Get Your Geek On, number 38, right here, right now report. Your source for news and views from the world of triathlon and multi-sport blogs. In this episode, Lisa Bentley wins again, and Nita Kraft prepares for her post-suspension return. These two stories and more when the report continues right here, right now. First up in the news, Lisa Bentley wins the Pukan Chile Half Ironman race again. The Canadian superstar who finished third in Hawaii this past October beat a deep ladies field including Heather Golnick and Desiree Ficker for the title. Bentley won the race by a mere 11 seconds by passing Golnick with only two kilometers left in the run. This is Bentley's sixth consecutive victory at Pukan. Craig Alexander announced that he will try his hand at the full Ironman distance. The winner of the Ironman 70.3 World Championship said he will race in Ironman Australia on April the 1st. Alexander is considered one of the world's best at the Olympic and half Ironman distance triathlons with recent wins in St. Croix, Chicago, and Boulder. Earlier this year, Alexander was named Triathlete of the Year by Triathlete Magazine. Colnago, the Italian bike manufacturer, has recently announced that it will make its foray into time trial, and triathlon-specific bikes. Colnago, some years ago, was the first to introduce a full carbon frame bike. Its first time trial-specific bike is going to have a seat angle of 76 degrees. However, they also announced that they are planning on making a bike with a more steeper 78-degree angle specifically designed for triathlon. Colnago says that these racing frames will be available in late 2007 or early 2008. One of the most influential individuals in the sport of triathlon is going to be inducted into the Triathlete Hall of Fame for 2007. Les McDonald, the president of the ITU, the Vancouver-based International Triathlon Union, is arguably the man who single-handedly introduced the sport of triathlon to the Olympics, as well as also responsible for the formation and the longevity of the ITU World Cup Series. Triathlete Magazine has named him to the Hall of Fame and will be joining such Hall of Fame notables as Dave Scott, Mark Allen, 
Paula Newby Fraser. And that does it for the news. Now, in the blogland buzz, what is it that the bloggers are buzzing about? Top of the list will have to be Nina Kraft, who tested positive for the banned performance-enhancing drug EPO in the 2004 Ironman World Championship, is preparing to return to the Ironman circuit. She will be racing in Ironman Malaysia on February the 24th. She's been serving a two-year ban from all Ironman events and is now permitted to race. Since her Ironman distance ban, she has been racing in shorter races around the world, but most recently has been training in the heat of central Brazil. Kraft was the first female across the finish line in 2004 in the World Championships in Hawaii before being stripped of her title. Now here's a cool site that I use, and perhaps many of you out there listening know about this site, and maybe some of you don't, but I think it's worth mentioning. The site is called MapMyRun.com. Again, that's MapMyRun.com. And what this is, is this is a mashup between Google Earth and a database. And what this allows you to do is allows you to see a map of the Earth and map out a route that you would say run, or bike, or swim, where you're able to measure the distances, turn the various corners to map out a route, and then save it. Then when you want to go back, you can look up the routes that you have run, and let's say that you've given them a, given them a name, so you can remember the route that you took, how far it was, also, one of the cool things about it is, is that it has a search feature that can allow somebody else to look at your route. So, let's say that you're going to be taking a trip to New York City, and you want to run Central Park. And, but you're not really sure what the route is, and you don't know what the distance is. Well, you go to the site, type in Central Park, New York City. It will then bring up routes that other people have posted about running through Central Park. And you can see when you go there, there is a long route around Central Park, there's a shorter route around Central Park. So it's a very useful tool that if you're traveling out of town, or if you're put, getting, putting together a running route for your club, or just for your friends, that you can go ahead and map this out and save it. And then of course you can then print it, or whenever you're in that town, log on to the internet. And, uh, and see that route. So a very useful site that uh, you should all be familiar with called mapmyrun.com. That does it for the buzz. If you happen to see multi-sport news happening or come across a cool site or an event that we should know about, please email me at triboomer at comcast.net or visit my blog at triboomer.com and leave a comment. So until next time, everyone. Eat right, train smart, and stay tuned. Man, I love Triboomies. Thorough, good delivery. He's, uh, he's a rock star. He told us a rock star, and every time he gets like even more of a rock star. So I definitely think that was the right pick. Yeah. Thanks, thanks, Tri Boomer. Um, Thank you. All right, well, let's go to. We do have a one really good letter that I want to read, um, and this is from um, 
a guy by the name of Drew, and he sent us a um, a nice contribution for um, for the Tri Scholarship, and so we you know we wrote him back thanking him for it, and then he said um, he wrote this really um, moving letter, and, I, and I'll just read it. It says. Um, I was struggling and listless in my journey back to fitness from years off, overeating and too many cigarettes. Three years ago, I quit smoking three packs a day and started losing weight, going from 330 plus. My scale stopped there, and now I'm down Mm. to 234. I'm 6'5", so right now I'm not horrible, but I need to go further. I was born without focus. I discovered Try while trying to fight a find a century ride to ride and I decided to research it a little further. As a kid, I was an avid surfer and in the army I learned that I could run even if I hated it and while trying to lose weight, I fell in love with cycling. I decided then and there that I should do an Ironman because that is the way I do things, full on or not at all. I figured I should be as ready as I can be in about three years. I feel like I need to do this to make up and really live after so many years of just existing. The pain and sacrifice it takes to get there is my penance. The feeling of accomplishment, crossing that finish line, the reward. Nothing less will do. But I have some barriers. One of those is I've, that I have never run for more than an hour. Never. I was not so sure I could until I found you guys. Monday was a slow day at work, so I read all of Will's 2006 race reports. <laughs> Must have been really bored. Um, oh, that's I wrong. I don't know. Um, I felt changed somehow. I have a biathlon coming up this April, a 30-mile ride followed by a 10K run, but I've never run for an hour before, and I'm, st- I'm still too heavy um, to burn that distance. I was determined after um, reading Will's blog that I had to do it. I went to the gym Monday and listened to you and me, Kahuna, and Will on the iPod. At four miles, my heart rate started to climb above 150, and I started to feel my legs tighten a bit. Soon, I was telling myself that I could stop at five miles, and that was respectable, since I had not run more than three miles once this whole year. But no, I decided to start at the start of my workout, six miles, and I wasn't quitting. At five miles, I felt my hand move, hovering over the cool-down button on the treadmill, and I started to lower it. I wanted to stop. I wasn't really breathing heavy. My legs were complaining, but not like I couldn't finish. It was my brain. I was making excuses as to why I could not finish, as opposed to reasons why I can't stop. My mind was limiting my body in ways that it had no right to attempt, but it was winning. I couldn't um, overcome my demon. But I heard you and Will in the background in my ears. I thought of how she struggled with all her events, but how she fought anyway. I knew you were the same, even if I hadn't lurked through all your posts yet. I wanted to quit, come back another day for six miles. It was my wall, but you and Will helped me through the wall. I made it to six. I made that hour. I cooled off much faster than I um, should have, given how much of a baby I'd been. I mean, if I needed 20 minutes to come back to myself, then at least I would have... I would have something, but no, I didn't push myself physically all that hard. It was all in my head. But that is where all the important and hardest battles have to be won, whether on the race course or on the battlefield. Our minds are the only things that truly limit us. Uh, Monday I slayed my dragon, the first of many, and I'm sure the easiest dragon I will face, but it's the first and perhaps the most important, the the most self-limiting. Then he goes on to talk about how um, bad the weather is and everything else. Um, So uh, he's going to go out there and... um, says, thank, thank you guys so much. This won't be the last time I lean on you to help me out. I promise when I do, I'll let you know. Hang loose, Drew in New Jersey. That is a kicking letter. Awesome. Isn't it good? Yes, that's very cool. Getting stuff like that to see, it just makes everything all worth it. It, it does. Um, 
Yeah, it's just it's so cool because I, you know, there's all these unexpected uh, yeah. consequences to doing this podcast. So yeah, very nice, very That's awesome. true. Thank you. So get get yourself away from that uh, cool down button and get your ass yeah. <laughs> moving. There you go. All right. Uh, I think it's time to call uh, Steve Bourne, huh? Okay. Yeah. Let's let's uh, try. We're gonna. Um, Try calling him at work. I, I have grave doubts this is gonna work, but let's uh, let's try. Um, no, I don't. Okay, here we go. Let's try this. Please, God. <laughs> hey, Steve. This is uh, uh, Ironwell and Kahuna. How are you today? Ironwell and Iron Kahuna. How are you today? I'm great. <laughs> we had a couple of technical difficulties. Sorry, we're a little bit late calling you. Ah, no worries. We had 15 minutes of technical difficulties. Um, <laughs> so how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Doing great. Good. Cold weather out there for you? Oh, yeah. It's cold. It's uh, It feels colder than it is because it feels like snow is on its way or rain or something. So. Uh, yeah, it's one of those days where you think, hey, man, I wish we could just switch from winter to summer like in about 10 minutes. So. Yeah, wouldn't that that's, be nice? <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah, you know, Montana is a great place to live. I mean, I I love it here, but um, as we transition from winter to spring, I start thinking, man, if we could just bypass spring and have, you know, three seasons, I'd be, that'd be perfect. So <laughs> get rid of the mud season and just go right from uh, snow to sun. So. Definitely would be nice. Where in Montana are you from? Um, I'm actually, I've been here for uh, about seven years, and we're up in the northwest corner near Glacier Park in the uh, ski town of Whitefish, Montana. Wow. wow that's nice. So we're only about 60 miles south of the Canadian border, so we're, we're pretty well up there. <laughs> wow. wow. Well, listen, I, I, got a, um, I got a nice package in the mail. Um, of, yeah, um, thank you. Of oh, yeah. nutrition products. And yeah, I want to... No. I wanted to go over them with you, if you don't mind. Yeah, not at all. Now, tell me, I, if, if I'm going, I do two kinds of training. One is, you know, a, a, maybe an hour, an hour and a half bike ride or, or run or whatever. And um, I'm thinking for that is you would, um, you'd use this heat, right? That would be a great idea because with that product, um, you can take care of your fluid needs, your calorie needs and probably most to all of your electrolyte needs in one product. So that's that's one of the primary reasons why we designed that product was for shorter workouts and races for people that don't care for the consistency of the uh, of the hammer gel. Right. Uh, even though most people just love it, you know, some people just like the convenience of a sports drink. So that's that's what it's there for. Okay, so this is sports drink and um, and it's it'd be your equivalent to. Um well, I guess it'd be much better. Gatorade or something, um, right? Gatorade endurance. Uh, um. Yeah, I mean the the idea behind this sports drink was to design one that had no refined sugars in it, no artificial colors, flavors, or sweeteners, and one that uh, that we felt was less sweet than you know a lot of the other sports drinks out there. So that was that was the. The reason for designing this product, and it's been extremely well received in that regard. Well, that's great. So I know, I know, um, I'm like a lot of people. After your 
third or fourth uh, Gatorade, you, you would almost die of thirst before taking anything. Else. <laughs> so sick of the uh, the sweetness. Sweet. Um, okay, so then. Well, I, I think that I think that sugar does tend to drive the thirst uh, mechanism, so you end up drinking more. It can be kind of a vicious cycle. You just end up drinking more and drinking more. So. Um, you know, that's one of the downsides we feel of, of refined sugars. Very good. Well I'm gonna go um I'm gonna go for a workout right after this, so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna break open this uh heed H E E D and um and try it out. I've got uh, mandarin orange. Does it come in other flavors or um uh Yeah, Heat actually is an acronym standing for high energy electrolyte drink. Um ah. but, you know yeah, <laughs> in fact, uh, that's you know it used to when the original label of it was heat or H period E period you know so it was like this this it, it was an acronym standing for something. Um, yeah, the mandarin orange. Uh, we have a lemon lime flavor, and now we have a plain unflavored version. Uh, some people want the calories, but they don't want uh, much, if any, taste. So we make it an unflavored version. So. Uh, you know, you put a couple of scoops in a bottle, you'd hardly know it's there. I mean, it has almost virtually no taste. To it. Oh, very cool. Okay, then, then for the longer rides, we're talking about uh, Perpetuum, right? Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah, we have, two, yeah. we have two long-distance fuels. The original one, uh, circa 1992, was a product uh, that was originally called Energy Surge, and then we changed the name of that to Sustained Energy that was the product, um, gosh, I used that, I, I think it was one of the test subjects for that product. And um, at first it kind of took me back because I was like, wow, this thing has no flavor to it. It's it's almost kind of bland. It's very neutral. There's no, you know, flavoring to it. And it was done that way intentionally, although, you know, at least at the onset it was, for me, an acquired taste. But after many hours of being out on the bike or whatever, I found that, wow, you know, I know I need the calories, but um, having something that's not flavored or sweet is actually kind of a nice uh, benefit to have. So that product has been around since 1992. We haven't changed it much, if at all, since that time. And we still make it because a lot of people, a lot of our clients are like, look, we, we don't care what new products you come out with. This has worked for us for years and years. We're never going to change. So, so we definitely still make it, and I still use it. Back in um, 2003, the head of our research and development, Dr. Bill Meisner, kind of did an upgrade, so to speak, on sustained energy, and he came out with Perpetuum, and that was the product that I used when I did the Double Furnace Creek record attempt. The, the primary difference between that and sustained energy, uh, they both have similar carb-to-protein ratios, uh, but Perpetuum has a small amount of a specific type of fat added to it. It's a D-oil lecithin. Uh, that helps. It helps in a couple of ways. Number one, when you give your body a small amount of fat in the fuel, it gives your body the signal that you're not starving it of fat, so, therefore, it releases its fat stores a little more liberally. We kind of took that from dieters who, when they cut out all the fat from their diet, the body responds by clinging onto its fat stores more voraciously. It's like, you know, hey, if you're not going to give me any fat, I'm not giving you any. Mm -hmm. So, the idea is when you give your body 
during prolonged workouts or races, a small amount of fat, it allows the body to let go of its fat stores more liberally so they can be used as an energy source. The other thing that's different about Perpetuum is that we add a small amount of sodium tribasic phosphate. Uh, I won't go into all the details of this incredible nutrient. I'll just say that it is probably the best acid buffering agent there is. Um, it does help with the transfer of oxygen from the hemoglobin of the red blood cells to the energy cells. So that energy production is, is more efficient. So it's just a, a, an incredibly multifaceted nutrient, and we put it in perpetual. It just, we just never added it to sustained energy. So there's some subtle differences between the two products, but they are used interchangeably if desired. And, yes, uh, when you get into that two-, three-, four-hour workout and beyond, at least part of the time, if not from beginning to end, perpetual or sustained energy would be an excellent fuel to use. And, and um, do you, as you're doing this, do you also take in um, uh, uh, just, <clears throat> excuse me, basic water? Or, or yeah, um, what I like, go ahead. No, that's, that's my question. Well, what I like to do is when I'm out, say, for, uh, let's just say for the sake of a number, a three-hour bug ride, and I'm going to use Perpetuum, mm -hmm. I could make a one-hour bottle. You know, for me, two, maybe a little over two scoops an hour is ideal for me to fulfill my calorie needs. Now, I could make a two to two-and-a-half scoop bottle and make three of those hour after hour. Now, that's perfectly acceptable. For me, though, I like to drink plain water to fulfill my hydration needs. So what I will do is I'll say, okay, I know I need about two to two-and-a-half scoops of perpetuum per hour. I'm going out for a three-hour ride. I'll make a seven-scoop bottle of perpetuum, and now I have all of my calories in one bottle. And what's nice about that is I only have to drink a third of that bottle every hour, so I don't have to drink a full bottle of flavored liquid hour after hour after hour. That, to me, would get old real quick. So I like to make my calorie source a lot more concentrated. So by making the three-hour bottle, I need only drink a third of that bottle every hour. And then from a separate water bottle, I can drink and enjoy plain water to take care of my hydration needs. And I think when you do that, when you keep your calories independent of your fluids or hydration needs, mm -hmm. it allows you to take care of those two aspects of your fueling calories and hydration much more precisely. So that's how I like to do it. And, and we outline that in several areas on our website and in our literature. So you could make a one-hour bottle of fuel. You could make a multi-hour bottle of fuel. Uh, oftentimes what I like to do, because I like getting my calories in such a compact amount of volume, I will make it so thick that it's like pancake batter, and I'll just <laughs> pour it in and dispense it from a hammer jump flat. Perfectly acceptable. The only thing you have to be cognizant of is, hey, I've got three hours of fuel in this bottle. If I drink half of it in the first, you know, ten minutes, I'm going to be oversupplying my body with too many calories, and then your body's going to go into rebellion. So, right. so that's the only thing you have to be cautious of. But, yeah, you know, the, the, there's no right or wrong way of doing it. You just need to find out how many calories you need per hour, and, and then you can take it from there. 
Is there a problem with spoilage on with Perpetuum? If if you're on a you know an Iron Man and it's it's real hot out, can you um, do you have to be careful of of when you make this? Yeah, that's a great question. We do not put any preservatives in our products. Uh, we just don't feel they're necessary in the body, so we don't put them in our products. Uh, as a result, when protein is mixed in solution, it's not the carbohydrate, it's the protein, it does not have a forever shelf life, so to speak, once mixed. And depending on the weather, it will, you know, how hot it is or whatever, the protein will start to retrodegrade after several hours in the heat. So when, you, when you're out there for a long time, uh, I would say within, you should probably consume perpetuum pre-made uh, unless it's kept cold within, say, three, I'm sorry, within five to six hours. I've, I've been able to uh, take it up to about seven or eight hours before it starts tasting uh, funky, and by that time, you know, if it smells bad, it's going south. So, yeah, you don't want to have it out there in the heat for so long. So I think that the um, the fat and the sodium phosphate act as natural preservatives, so it does extend the shelf life of the product once it's mixed, but ideally you would want to consume that as soon as possible. So if someone is doing, say, a half Ironman or a full iron distance race, uh, one tactic that you can use is to make it uh, the night of the the night before the race and freeze it overnight. Especially if it's going to be a hot, wet race, you can certainly freeze it. It won't alter the properties of the product, and by the time you get to it, it's still thawing out. The other thing you can do is, if you are doing a full iron distance race, and again for the sake of an even number, let's say you're doing a six-hour bike portion. Uh, again, depending on the weather, if it's going to be really hot, one tactic that you could do is to make one bottle that contains three hours worth of fuel, carry that with you on your bike, and then at special needs or the halfway point, have another three-hour bottle of just the dry powder only sitting in the bottle. Uh-huh. And, yeah, you're going to have to stop and take 30 seconds to add some cold <laughs> water to it. But what you're doing is you're making yourself a nice fresh bottle of fuel, and that 30 seconds that you've invested is, is going to be well worth it. So, yeah, to answer your question um, the, in, in a much shorter way, yes, the, there is a limited shelf life with perpetual and sustained energy. The protein component of that will not have a, you know, multi-hour shelf life. It, depending on the weather, it could be as short as, say, five or six hours. And that's actually a good thing that you um, you don't make that a secret either because um, p- uh, protein is perishable in anything. And uh, so there are some p- protein drinks and things out there that um, don't advise you of that ahead of time. So you could, if you didn't know any better, be drinking something that maybe isn't as potent as it could be. Well, yeah, and, and you know, by the time you get to it, it's not going to smell very good or taste very good, so it's not going to really make you jacked about drinking it. I know if something's yeah. warm, not, you know, anything that's warm isn't going to taste good. So, you know, the the half and full iron distance triathlete has a has a challenge to satisfy when it comes to fueling. So there's a couple of tactics that you can do. Like I said, the uh, freezing the bottle the night mm-hmm. beforehand, carrying one multi-hour bottle on the bike, you know, by certainly by the time you get through that, it's going to be completely palatable and 
and, and full potency and having another uh, bottle of dry powder waiting for you at halfway point. I know some athletes, some triathletes that have had those little collapsible coolers, those little um, uh, fabric collapsible coolers, and they have them on ice and they have their pre-mixed bottle of Perpetuum sitting there. I mean, if that's logistically feasible, by all means, go for it. Because as we all know, when it's cold, it tastes better, and yeah. it's going to give you much more of an incentive to drink. So, and that, that you can do that on the run too. Take that on the run. Uh-huh. Um, you could certainly use Perpetuum on the run. I think that, and, and that raises a good yeah. question. Yeah, you know, ideally, in a perfect world, yeah, because you're getting both, both the carbs and the protein, perpetual would be ideal to use from beginning to end. But there is a problem that exists, and it is, you know, does the body, is your body willing and able to accept concentrated form of calories, you know, given the fact that perpetual is kind of like a meal in a bottle yeah. with carbs, protein, and fat, and given the fact that your digestive system may not be function, functioning as optimally when you're pounding the pavement as when you're riding a bike when things are a lot smoother. Right. So, you know, it's a, it's a trade-off. A lot of athletes are like, hey, no worries. I'm, my stomach is fine. I can go for it. So they will make perpetuum ahead of time. They'll keep it cool because that's a real key. You've got to keep it cool. And it's waiting for them at T2. A lot of triathletes will make that perpetuum pancake batter mix, have it in flasks, and they're good to go. They pick it up at, at P2, they put it in their fuel belt or whatever, and they're good to go. I tend to think that if the athlete is using Perpetuum on the bike, just for the sake of the ease of carrying and consumption, compared to a you know a full uh, meal in a bottle drink like Perpetuum, I like to you use, I would recommend using hammer gel on the run. Uh-huh. Again, just because mm-hmm. it's so easy to carry and consume uh, and digest as compared to a more uh, concentrated fuel like perpetuum. Yeah. Okay. That and works well. I like that. And then let's move to the uh, re- Recoverite. Is that how you say it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's the uh, recovery drink. And what does that do? When you are uh, done with your workout, as a, one of my coaches used to tell me, when you're done with your workout, you're not done with the workout, not until you put some fuel back in your body. Now, this is a subject we could talk about for hours and hours. I know we don't have the time, but let's just say that what you do in the first 30 to 60 minutes after your workout is as important as anything you did in the workout. That's when your body is saying, look, I want to adapt to the stresses you put on me in training. I want to become stronger. I want to store more fuel in the muscles. It's in the form of muscle glycogen. I want the muscles to rebuild stronger. I want my immune system to be stronger. And I will do all that if you give me some nutrient support. And so the best thing you can do to put the finishing touches on all of your workouts, and by the way, this is the best way to prep yourself for upcoming races is to put some fuel back in your body as soon as possible after the workout is done. There is an enzyme called glycogen synthase, and it is really active in the first zero to 60 minutes after workout. Glycogen synthase is the enzyme responsible for taking your carbohydrate intake 
converting it into glycogen and storing it in the liver and muscles. And as you become more fit and as you are more consistent with your immediate post-workout fuel replenishment, your body adapts by learning how to store more and more minutes of this real premium fuel, this muscle glycogen. So the idea is to strike while the iron is hot, so to speak, when the glycogen synthase enzyme is really active. It's that short window of opportunity that, that we've often heard about. And one real easy and convenient and ideal way to take care of this important need is with Recoverite. I mean, it, half the reason this product exists is for convenience. A couple of scoops in a bottle, and you've provided your body with some real high-quality complex carbohydrates, the best protein you can put in your body, arguably for muscle tissue rebuilding, uh, with some extra glutamine that we've added to it for immune system boosting. I mean, a couple of scoops in a bottle, drink it, you're done. You just put the best finishing touches that you possibly can on your on your workout, you're giving your body the amino acids it needs so the lean muscle tissue can rebuild stronger. You've given your body a nice dose of glutamine to help with immune system function, and you're giving your body some high-quality carbohydrates so it's that the glycogen synthase enzyme can convert them into glycogen and store them in the muscle. So that is how you get the full value out of every minute you put in training. It's what you do in the first 30 minutes, 60 minutes, after you're done training. And I'll tell you, the athletes that focus on this really are ahead of the game because that's the way that you prep yourself for your races. It's not what you do in the night before the race or the week before the race. It's what you do in the first 30 to 60 minutes after all your workouts leading up to the race. And Recoverite does that in ideal fashion. It's three parts complex carbs, one part whey protein isolate, and there's uh, three grams of glutamine for every two-scoop serving. And I just want to make a point about the protein content. Uh, whey protein is arguably the best protein that you can use for muscle tissue rebuilding, immune system function. Uh, whey protein also boosts uh, the production of one of our uh, internal endogenous antioxidants, a sub uh, substance called glutathione. Whey protein has been known to boost that, and glutathione is just an extraordinarily important antioxidant. So the reason why we use whey protein in the recovery drink is for all those benefits. Uh, there are two types. When you go to the health food store and you look for whey protein, you can usually find two types of it. One is whey protein concentrate. The other is whey protein isolate. Concentrate means that... It's roughly, oh, I'd say, anywhere between 60 and 80%, 85% actual protein, which means that there's still some fats and lactose, things like that still left in the compound. Whey protein isolate is ultra-refined. Uh, it's virtually lactose-free, and I think ours tested out at 98, 99-point-something pure protein. So it's just a pure source of protein. So... When you're getting whey protein, the key thing to look for is whey protein isolate instead of whey protein concentrate, and that's what we put in the recovery. Right? Excellent. Okay. Wow. I'm going to be a stud. Yeah, obviously, you can tell I'm a big fan of recovery, but I think it's really wow. important because, you know, your body is, is at a point where it's saying, Okay, you've put all this stress on me, and what's, what's really the goal of our workout? It's to become healthier, to become stronger. 
and yet when we finish our workout, our body is kind of, you know, teetering on the fence, and it's like, look, if you give me a little nutrient support here, I will do those things that I'm capable of doing. I will uh, knit the muscle tissue stronger. The immune system will become stronger. You will, as part of the adaptation to your training, you will have more minutes of this premium fuel muscle glycogen available for the next time you work out. But if you don't give me that support, the muscle tissue is going to be still in reparation. Your body's immune system is going in the toilet, and you weren't giving your body any support for re, uh, replenishing its, its used-up glycogen stores. So you can really put yourself behind the eight ball by not taking care of what is a very easily accomplished thing. So uh, to every athlete, pay as much attention to what you do in the first 30 to 60 minutes after the workout. I mean, before you get out of the sweaty cycling clothes, running, you know, gear, before you get in the shower and before you get horizontal on the couch, take <laughs> some time to put some fuel back in your body. Your body will reward you. It is one of the most important things you can do. And the more consistent you are with that, the better the athlete you will be. I mean, there's, I'm just absolutely convinced of that. And Recoverite, again, exists because it gives your body exactly what it's craving for in a way that's just so easy to do. I mean, a couple of scoops and, you know, 12 ounces of water, bing, you're just done. You know, then later on you have a nice meal. So it, it's, it's just the best way to put the finishing touches on everything you've worked so hard to do in your workout. Awesome. Now, the other thing um, I personally want to ask you about is um, the race caps because I just got those. And um, you can even take those on a day when you're not working out. You just take one. And um, I've really noticed, like, a huge difference in just the amount of energy I have for the day. Um, how did those work exactly? Yeah, the Race Cap Supreme is one of our cornerstone supplements. And the two primary nutrients in there have many benefits to them. Uh, they are key substrates. I like to call them spark plugs. They are important spark oh, plugs in this very complex process of converting your food and oxygen into energy. So they are extremely important components of the entire process of making energy. When you are exercising, these two nutrients, one of which is called coenzyme Q10, the other is a very similar nutrient called idebenone, both of these nutrients are depleted during exercise. Coenzyme Q10 is, is probably, I would argue, one of the most important substances because it's found in pretty much every cell of everything, uh, every living thing, because it is responsible, it plays a key role in, in life itself. Unfortunately, as part of the aging process, uh, it's one of the bummers of aging, all of our naturally occurring or a, a good supply of our naturally occurring amounts of coenzyme Q10 uh, diminish as part of the aging process, as does our ability to synthesize it from food. Uh, so it plays an extremely important role in the production of energy. It also is a, a very powerful antioxidant. So it does have uh, some general health implications as far as uh, antioxidant properties and cellular energy. So it has transfer benefits. It's very important for athletic performance, but I think even more important are the general health aspects of these two uh, very important nutrients. So basically what you're doing when you're taking Race Caps Supreme is you're 
replenishing your body with spark plugs. You're you're putting in new spark plugs in the body so that the conversion of your food and oxygen into energy is more efficient. And because they're antioxidants, they protect the uh, the cells from free radical damage as well. So it's, uh-huh. it's a product that has benefits for enhancing energy while also protecting the body from the free radicals that are produced that attack and destroy uh, the DNA of the cells uh, that as, uh, as a, a naturally occurring result of energy production. So it has a couple of different benefits. For example, my, my parents, my 70-plus-year-old parents, you know, they're not doing any racing anytime soon, but I have them on this product because of the cardiovascular health antioxidant benefits that this product and its nutrients provide. So it, I, I think that it is probably the most important or one of the most important products in our line because it has so many crossover benefits for athletic uh, performance and general health. Wow. Well, that must be why it works and why I feel better. <laughs> well, and it works not by overriding any of your body's natural processes. We don't want to do that. We want to work within this marvelous mechanism that is the human body. We don't want to override uh, its normal uh, energy-producing mechanism. So it's not a stimulant type of energy. It has no stimulants at all in there. Instead, what it does is it replenishes your body with some key substrates that unfortunately are depleted during exercise and the aging process, and we're simply putting back in the body what we're using up so that the body can continue to do what it does naturally. We're just giving it a supportive role here with with the Race Cast Supreme. All right, well, Steve, we're going to... We're going to give you a report. I'm going to give you a report on how all this stuff is working for me in a few weeks. So, all right. Um, if you don't mind, we'll have you back another time. That would be great. And give you an update. And uh, we'll let you know if um, now that Kahuna is properly fueled, if uh, he'll be able to catch those 1300 uh, at uh, Ironman when he wins his bonus lap. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's really funny. Um, yeah. <laughs> all right, Steve. Well, hey, thanks thanks so much for your time. We really appreciate it. Oh, always a pleasure. I, I love being here, and um, I hope you guys have a great day today. Okay. Oh, thanks again, Steve. We really appreciate your time and, of course, your knowledge. So uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Excellent. Love to. All right. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That guy loves his uh, loves his products. It's really great to see. Oh, you know what? And that's, I think, the thing that makes them so cool is that the people who work over there, just they're passionate about what they do. And so I think any time you're passionate about what you do, it turns out well. So um, I'm, I, I've used this stuff forever, and it's just it, it's awesome. So I'm always very happy to have him on tell everybody about how cool it all is. So are you using this Recoverite drink? I've used that, yeah, before. Um, i got to get some more, actually. It does work really well. I, I noticed that um, I always tend to sleep a little bit better. Uh, and I mean, I don't know if that's a direct effect or anything um, because of that, but I definitely feel a lot more put together and um, not that I've taxed myself as much as I thought. So um, also, the, I noticed that my muscles don't take as long to stop hurting, <laughs> you know, instead of like a day or I mean, instead of like, you know, a couple of days, it's like a day where it's a, like a little sore. And so I guess uh, that would be the ice bath of... Uh, the hammer products. Oh so, yeah, well, I'm <laughs> gonna try it and see see how it uh, see how it works. I'm, ex- I'm very curious. Before we get to the tri life lesson, uh, tell me what a, 
did you have any other impressions of Southern California? Yeah, I forgot to say earlier. Um, they like give you free stuff for no reason at all in in San Diego and uh, Temecula and just all these places. Um, we, when we got there. Um, at the airport, I bought something at the San Diego airport. I can't remember what it was. And some lady gave me, like, this pack of gum. And uh, I was like, oh, cool, you know. And then later we were um, driving back to the airport, and we all stopped at this coffee shop. I think it was Pete's, uh-huh. uh, Pete's Cafe or something in um, in San Diego. And I bought some coffee and chocolate and all kinds of stuff. And uh, the guy was like, would you like a free cup of coffee? And I was like, sure, <laughs> wow. And uh, later on, um, we were in CVS or something, and uh, uh, what, what were you doing there? In CVS? Yes. Oh, you totally made fun of me. I, had, I bought like some souvenirs because the weekend was so busy, we <laughs> we didn't like go anywhere where you know you could buy stuff. Um, so we went to CVS and I was like looking for stuff that's at San Diego, and, uh, and it was like the most surreal thing where there's uh, Melanie McQuaid and and uh, Simply Stew, and they're <laughs> they're like, don't buy that crap, you know, buy something you know that's that's decent. And anyway, so I bought the stuff and. Uh, the, the lady gave <laughs> no. I, I put some of the crappy stuff down. I bought you know other like magnets and you know kids stuff and um and the lady was uh, talking to me and I bought the seven she threw like a pack of gum and pack of Tic Tacs in my bag and I was like man San Diego rocks they give you free stuff. So I've never, never, <laughs> never happened to me. Really? Everywhere we went, everywhere I went that I bought something, somebody they gave me free stuff. I was like okay. This is the place to be, man. There's a famous Saturday Night, Saturday Night Live skit with Eddie Murphy where he um, he puts on um, makeup so he looks like a white guy. Um, nah. and he goes into a store <laughs> and he you know takes up a newspaper and puts it down and the store goes, you know, what are you doing? That's free. Uh. You know, it's everywhere he goes because he's white. Everything is free. Oh man! Um, well, speaking of white, I don't think anybody thought I was white there because I was <laughs> everywhere I went. People every day started talking to me in Spanish. It just came right up for whatever reason they needed to talk to me. Um, and uh, yeah, there's clerks in uh, stores or uh, restaurants or the housekeeping, just anybody who spoke Spanish anywhere, um, started talking to me in Spanish. <laughs> Lady crossing the street, just start talking. It's funny. You must so. look uh, very much like a Latina. I don't know. Nobody can really ever tell. Everyone's always like, "What are you?" <laughs> <laughs> you can never tell exactly what I am, but uh, whatever. I blend. Maybe that's good. So. You have to that's practice your Spanish. Yeah. Now, oh, now I, are there accents? I've practiced that for like twenty years. So. <laughs> are, are there? Um, I know. I know. Are, are there uh, <laughs> accents different than your? Or do you have a different accent than they do? Um. Well, I mean, I can I can kind of pick up whatever accent. It's not like a, but there are definitely distinctly different accents. But um, I didn't notice much of a difference in the Southern California accent so much than um, the accent of anybody else because it's me- you know Mexico is Mexico. Um, there's definitely a difference though. The closer you get to the city, uh-huh. um, just the way people use words are different, um, different dialects, sort of, uh, not dialect even so much, but just different slang words, just like we have different slang words here. Um, you know, like I'm just recently learning these cool words like sick and, uh, and sweet to just, to, <laughs> to describe, <laughs> to describe things. Uh, but, uh, yeah. And I, I understand that like the, you probably have never heard the word hoss. Have you ever heard that word hoss? Like, man, that's a, that, that kid's a hoss. 
No. Have you heard that? Or that that car is a hoss. No. You never heard that? No. Okay, that's that's a definitive Midwestern thing where it's just like that's a beast of a thing. Right. It's just huge. It's a hoss. And uh, I don't even know how you spell H A U S H A W S something like that. But H O S S. H O S S or yeah, probably that. I mean, you gotta get the inflection there, like the ha ah kind oh, of of it. <laughs> you gotta get the farm in it. But uh, yeah. I'm so sure that would be coming to Southern California quickly. Yeah, they're definitely yeah, because you know everything heads uh, west like that. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> so anyway. All right. Well, I, I think it's time for your uh, tri life lesson. I think so. Yeah. Let's try it. Sometimes I see my life in movie clips. The ending scene where the anthem music builds in the background as I walk from the swim, hair still damp, to my car in the misty, rain-soaked parking lot. Victorious. Those moments when the whole story comes together and I finally understand the point of the rising actions. Those in the shadow of the setting sun, having just tripped or fallen off my bike for what seems to have been some divine practical joke. No apparent at the time logic. Just a random obstacle that eventually seasons my determination and redefines my potential. But not before a long and pensive pause, not before doubting, and not before questioning until finally deciding to just carry on. Those 60 seconds dedicated to getting up against a backdrop of cussing and dusting off. The 60 seconds in which I hit my alarm clock and look around in the dark, think, sit up in bed, and decide not to think again until I have my shoes on, I'm committed, and out the door. It's in these little confrontations, in these setbacks, and in these little wars, in the culminating movie moments like this morning's moment, heading to my car through the mist, that my every reason for doing this every day seems to be encapsulated. I learn, and I improve. I dare, and I discover. This year I've decided to pay attention to the movie a bit more, and remember that moments like these are foreshadowing the climax. That what I consciously decide to do, and what I instinctively do in these moments, are the tells of my tale. Because of this, it's reassuring to see what I am, and encouraging to know what I will be. Because I've fallen, I know I will get up. Because I've doubted, I know I will persevere. And because I've tried, I know I will succeed. January 16, 2007, 1,000-yard time trial, PR, by 2.5 minutes. My favorite part of the show. Excellent, excellent job. Thank you, thank you. And that brings us to another. This show number what? Thirty-eight. Thirty-eight, man. Thirty-eight. Hey, you know what? We missed our one-year anniversary. Oh, when was it? I think it was January twenty-fifth. How dare you? Ah, we forgot. (laughs) That's. Thanks. We're gonna have to have like a well. This could be have a party. This is, uh, this is our. An- this can't be our anniversary show. Okay, like, well, oh yeah. By the way, remember in the last two minutes of the show. <laughs> okay, we'll have to. Next time will be our anniversary show a little later. Yeah. Our our uh, uh, what's the word? Our oh oh what is the word? Our just uh, for something that's late. Oh, belated. 
Belated, yeah. There you go. Yeah, I teach English. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Well, happy anniversary, partner. Yeah, you too. You too. It's been a fun year. It's been a year, huh? Um, it is. Now we gotta we gotta say goodbye so we could uh, get on with it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, everybody. This is Iron Will for Show Thirty Eight. Until next time, signing off. This is the Iron Kahuna saying Aloha and Mahalo. And it's that time again for the business section of our show. Get Your Geek On is sponsored by BMC Bikes, Cyclops Power, Zip Seed Weaponry, Two Times View, Human Performance Multiplied, Noon Active Hydration, D3 Multisport, Colorado Multisport, Shoe Wallet, Nessa, and Hammer Nutrition. Get Your Geek On is also affiliated with Team Race Athlete. For comments, suggestions, or sponsorship inquiries, or to submit a sound bite for the show, visit the sidebar of trygeekdreams.com or through th3wall.com for more information. Get Your Geek On is a production of Iron Geek New Media. If you want to help uh, sponsor the show or help sponsor a uh, triathlete or tri-scholarship, you can hit the PayPal buttons on either of our sites, and uh, we would appreciate it. And if you'd like a token of the Get Your Geek On show, visit getyourgeekon.spreadshirt.com for authentic logo apparel. Now, stay tuned for some of our more super moments. Oh, don't even start <laughs> with that. I have a, and it's a hell of a stuff, and you know it, so. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I know. I totally pulled it. We, we did get kind of messed up this uh, time around. But... Hello. Aloha, triathletes. Welcome to another edition of Get Your Geek On, the podcast designed to get you all geeked up about the sport triathlon, whether you're an Iron Man. Ironman veteran, or just thinking about your first sprint triathlon. Uh, <laughs> start over. I was born at without focus. I discovered try while trying to find a century ride, and decided to do a little research. It's always a little dangerous. Oh yeah. Am I supposed to vamp right now? <laughs> okay. Do you want to put your current call with Aggie Kahuna on hold and initiate a new call with Steve Warren? No. Oh, it won't do it then. It worked. It worked before. Oh, I know what I got to do. Never mind. I I remember. Um, add, and then I got to add you too. There we go. Now it's now. Oh damn! Now it's using another one again. What the hell? Uh, yeah, this is not cool. Let me try it. Yeah. Every time you say that, I think of um, Yosemite Sam. Rescue rabbit. From, uh, <laughs> from Hammer Nutrition? Yeah, let's give him a call. This is only our, like, our 20th attempt. <laughs> right. Little technical difficulties. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs>
<laughs> All right, I'm gonna go. Thanks a lot. All right, thanks. Okay, okay. Talk to you later. Bye. -bye. Bye.